Welcome to Transforming Lives with Michael Carter, pastor of The Life Church. The Life Church is a place where you'll enjoy interactive dynamic worship, prayer, and a very practical, down-to-earth yet spiritual message. Our service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night reboot at 6.45 p.m. Visit us at mychurchlife.org or on Facebook. Just search My Church Life and look for The Life Church. Now, let's join Pastor Mike. One of the things that I think our emphasis, uh, as I said before, we're going to emphasize believing in our heart, but also speaking with our mouth as we go into the next year and uh, expectation and manifestation. Things are going to manifest. We won't know what what needs to manifest. Uh, the difference, I think, in what we're talking about, our expectation uh, and manifestation versus, uh, you know, sort of name it and claim it or sloppy agape or whatever you want to call it. God's a genie. The difference in what we're talking about is prayer. See, through prayer, you begin to understand what God's will is and what God wants. Okay, And so everything that we expect and everything that will manifest is going to line up with his word and it's going to line up with his rhema word that he speaks to us through prayer. How will we know what God wants to manifest lest we hear from him? This is the difference. A lot of people hear uh, these words about faith and they hear these words about manifestation and just start speaking things and it may not be the will of God. We must have the will of God in our heart so that we line up with him. Now, let me tell you this. Uh, there is nothing uh, better for you than the will of God. There is nothing you can think of for yourself that is better than what God has for you. And that's what we have to remember. See, we in our arrogance sometimes, we feel like, oh, I, I know what, what I need. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name and claim a new house or a, a husband or a Cadillac or a 401k or whatever it may be. And we, we want to name and claim all these things without, without checking with God. But I want you to know that he told Joshua there's such a thing as good success. And there's such a thing as bad success. Now, if we want good success, we have to line up with God. And the only way we do that is through prayer. We are going to turn the tide through prayer. Turn the tide through prayer. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says this. It says, praying always. Come on, somebody say always. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end. And here's the key word that we have to remember. Come on. With all, somebody say that word, perseverance. perseverance, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Perseverance is the key word. Perseverance is the key word. The New Living Translation puts Ephesians 6.18 this way. It says, pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. It says, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all Christians everywhere. The Amplified takes a little, little further. It says, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer. To, to that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. So I want you to think about this for your prayer life going into 2021. I want you to know that we as the saints are not 
only on the defense. See, sometimes we feel like we're defensive, especially in our prayer life. If you listen to some of your prayers, oh God, I know that, you know, I've messed up and, you know, if it be your will, and if somehow, some kind of way, you would find it way deep down in your heart to have some kind of forgiveness or grace somewhere down in there, Lord, I could sure use the money to pay the bill or to restore the relationship, Lord, 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 Lord. And we begin to beg. And God is saying, I already told you that I want to bless you. I already told you that I have an expected end for you. You speak it on Sunday morning, but you don't believe it. I already told you that my blessing will overtake you. All you have to do is line up with my word. All right, begging is okay. All right, if that's what you want to do. But what really moves the heart of God is faith. What really moves the heart of God is believing in your heart and speaking with your mouth. We can't even get into heaven without believing. You can't beg your way into heaven. You can't come to the altar with tears and say, oh, Lord, if you find it in your heart. He says, it's in my heart. But here's what you have to do. You have to believe in your heart and you have to speak with your mouth. And so that's what God wants us to do. We're not on the defensive. If you remember over in, I believe it's in Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus had the disciples there and he said, who do men say that I am? Well, I, you know, some say that you're this Elijah. Some say that you're this. One. Well, who do you say that I am? Jesus is here today saying to you, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And it's not just when, when, you, when you say, oh, you're the Messiah, but it comes out in your actions. It comes out in your confession. Who do you say that I am? That's what Jesus is saying. And Peter jumped up and said, you are the Messiah. And he said, Peter, 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 this was not given to you by flesh and blood. This is something you didn't learn in a Bible study or in a Bible class or from a sermon. This was given to you by my Father in heaven. This is revelation. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And then he said some key words here. The gates of hell shall not come against it. The gates of hell. In other words, the gates of hell can't prevent it. See, and we look at that. I used to look at that verse of scripture, that passage and say, oh, it's so defensive. We got the gates of, we're, we're, we have our, our, our fort here. And when hell comes against us, they won't be able to get in. But God changed my perspective some years ago on that very scripture to say, no, no, it's not you preventing hell from coming in. Gates also are meant to keep something out. So we're coming. We're coming. We're on the offense and the gates of hell can't stop us. We're going to take back everything that was stolen from us and restore it to the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. And hell can't stop us. But we have to believe it in our heart and speak it with our mouth. I will build my church on this revelation that I am the Messiah and the gates, the fences, those, those, those barriers that hell puts up cannot stop us because we're coming. The church is coming in 2021 and no pandemic is going to stop us. No riots are going to stop us. No division is going to stop us. Come on, because we're coming. We're coming. The church is coming. And it's going to happen through prayer. But we can't give up. 
We can't, make, we can't take two steps and see some opposition and say, oh, well, you know, that's what the world is doing. That's what they say. So let's just see what happens. No, 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 no. We must persevere, folks. We must persevere. We must endure. We must persist. We must last. We must continue. This is what perseverance means. We must remain. We must be strong towards our goal. We must hold on to what God has told us. We cannot lose focus. We've got to stick to the plan, stick to the purpose. We can't give up. Come on. We got to set out and we got to complete what God has given for us to do. We can't we have to refuse to be discouraged. We have to go into 2021 before discouragement even comes and say I refuse to be discouraged. I will not be discouraged. We have to have that settled deep down in our heart as we transition into this new year. And no matter what obstacles, no matter what difficulties come our way, it cannot stop us. Why? Because we are the church. We have the DNA of the almighty God. We have his purpose. We have his plan. And nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop us. But we've got to be persistent. See, George Muller said this. He said, it's never enough to begin to pray, nor to just pray right, nor is it enough to continue for a time to pray. But we must pray patiently, believing, continuing in prayer until we obtain an answer. Come on. Until we obtain an answer. Martin Luther said, prayer is indeed a violent action of the Spirit as it is lifted up to God. This action is comparable to a ship going against a storm. You ever looked at prayer like that? Like a ship going against the storm. We're coming and you cannot stop us. We must press in, Ian Bound said. We must press the matter, not with vain repetitions. We're not just speaking the same thing over and over as if God is some genie. No, but with faith prayed repetition. That means we're not going to stop. We repeat, not to count the number of times, Ian Bound said, but to gain the prayer, the prayer with urgency. This is the secret to success. This is the secret to success. Over in Luke chapter 11, there's a couple of parables in Luke, but this one you know very well. Luke chapter 11, uh, beginning at verse 5, uh, you know, Jesus tells the story here of persistence. He tells the story of persistence. And I think it's something that we need to get into our spirit. Jesus says this. He said to them, suppose that you have a friend. Luke 11, verse 5. He said, suppose that you have a friend and, and you go to him at midnight. You remember this, this little parable. And, he, and you said, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. I have a friend of mine who's on a journey and has come to me and I have offered, uh, I have no food to even offer uh, this person. So I, I need some bread for you from you. And, and he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his, what's this word? Persistence persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs Jesus goes on to say famously so I say to you ask and it will be 
given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Jesus is telling us, don't quit. Don't give in. Don't stop. You have not, what did James say? Because you what? Ask not. You have not because you ask not. Flip over to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, he tells another little parable right at the beginning. Beginning of verse 1, he says, uh, spoke, he spoke a parable to them uh, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Come on. Saying that there was uh, in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. We remember this one as well. And she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, this is the judge saying, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And verse 7, shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out to him day and night, though he bears long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, the Son of Man comes. When he comes, will he really find, and here's the question, will he really find faith on earth? That's the question. Jesus is coming back soon. What will he find when he comes? That's the question. Will he, will he find us believing in our heart and speaking with our mouth those things that we believe in our heart, the word of God? So he wants us to be persistent. And as we get ready to pray here, I just want to tell you that you got to persevere. You have to persevere until number one, until a new day breaks. Till a new day breaks. You remember Jacob, Jacob wrestled with the angel. He really was wrestling with God, right? And he wrestled until the daybreak. He didn't give up, nor can we as the church. The Bible says in Genesis 32 that Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. We must, we must persevere. We must pray until we see the new day. Come on. We must pray until a new power of the Spirit is upon you. Don't forget, we're going from glory to glory. From glory to, we cannot, in other words, what I'm saying here is we cannot settle. We cannot be satisfied with wherever we are in life. No matter how successful you are, no matter how spiritual you are, we're going from glory to glory. Luke 24, 49 said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. He said, But tarry, he told the disciples, in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Don't give up. Don't quit. God is giving you the power to overcome. Third thing is, we must persevere until our victory is gained over our enemies. The Bible said in Exodus, Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. He didn't just do a little bit and say, okay, well, uh, you know, that's all for today. No, he didn't give up. We must go until the victory is had, folks. And we must go until there is a spiritual breakthrough. And I'm going to add this on there, in your own household. 
Number four, we must go until there's a spiritual breakthrough in your own house. And here's why I say that, because we love the church. We love saints all over the world. In fact, Ephesians 6.18 told us to pray for all the saints everywhere. And that's exactly what we need to do. I know the pandemic has affected the world and we care about the whole world. And we're going to pray for the world and we're going to say, God, give us the nations. And we're, we're going to say all of those things. But guess what? Charity begins in your own household. It begins in your house. Yes, those people in your family that you don't think ever will turn to the Lord or ever get saved. Those people that are so far out there that you've tried to reach them and you, you give up on them. All I can do is pray for them for, from afar. But God is telling you, pray until there's a spiritual breakthrough in your own house. In your, those around you, those that you can influence. You may not be able to influence the people in the Philippines. You may not be able to influence those in China or North Korea or Russia or wherever it may be. But you can influence those in your own house by the life you live, by what you believe in your heart, and by what you speak out of your mouth in every situation. When this, when it's a pandemic, it's right, there's a new strain and it's rising up and all of those things are true. But what are we speaking? What do people see the church speaking in the midst of all of these things? Pray until there's a spiritual breakthrough in your own household. And lastly, pray until there is a full outpouring of a new presence, a renewed presence upon the church. James 5, 7 says, therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer, watch this now, see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. See how the farmer waits. See how the farmer is patient. That's what we must do, folks. We've got to persevere. As we get ready to go into this new year, uh, before anything happens, good or bad, here's, here's, here's my plea to you. I beseech ye, therefore, brethren and sisteren, to settle it in your heart that you will not be moved by anything. I don't care what, I don't care if there's an asteroid that's coming to earth. I don't care what's happening. You settle it in your heart. You got this week coming up. Settle it in your heart that you will not be moved by anything. You will not be moved. Amen.